Welcome to Skin Care Moxie, the podcast to educate, inform, and empower you to care for and love the skin you're in. Presented by The A-Method, the medical-grade skincare brand co-founded by induction therapy CEO Angelia Insko in collaboration with renowned cosmetic dermatologist Dr. Tina Alster. Welcome listeners. I'm Kelly Fletcher, co-host of Skincare Moxie. Each week on this podcast, I get to tap into the brain and experience of skincare expert, Angelia Insko. She is CEO of the A-Method medical grade skincare company. She's formulated hundreds of skincare lines and is the inventor of the collagen pin microneedling device. Oh, and by the way, she owns a CBD company, Shalia Botanicals, which also sells CBD skincare. So ladies and any gentleman who may be listening to this podcast, I think we can all agree that when it comes to skincare, we've all been under the impression that more is more. The more active packed ingredients you apply, the healthier your skin will be, and you'll just magically get this glow. However, just like living life to excess always backfires eventually, excessive skincare efforts can be bad too. And since this podcast is about skincare, we thought we should address the elephant in the room. How much of a good thing is actually bad? There is a new trend called skinimalism that we're going to discuss today. Vogue UK actually called it, I loved this, the stripped back beauty trend lazy girls will love. (laughs) That headline really cracked me up. So Angelia, I'll start with an obvious question. Is there something to this trend that is being called skinimalism? Kelly, yes and no. Don't you just love that when it's just not like a (laughs) cut and dried black and gray answer? We're in the gray area here. So I personally think there is a little bit to it. I know that there is a survey that you can find that Pinterest did that predicted women are more interested in more simple skin routines and less is more, particularly when it comes to makeup. So I think more of the all natural look when it comes to makeup. And you can go to Pinterest and find that survey. There seems to be trending more among Europeans than Americans, but you know what they say. It starts in Europe and then eventually ends its way to America. So the thing about it is, Kelly, you know, you've heard me say that, you know, everybody would, of course, like to have that one magical cream. But the problem is this molecular weight. And when you start combining all those molecules together, you don't get the exact penetration that you need for them to work accurately for the collagen, for the pigment, depending on what your situation is. And then also there's stability issues when you start packing all that in there together and kind of, you know, like. It kind of becomes like a soup. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you, you don't really taste any one vegetable necessarily in there because there's so many in there. And we, in skin, we do need to concentrate on certain areas if we're trying to correct something, especially. Right. So um, that's one thing that we talk a lot about is addressing the skin concerns that you have personally. But what if somebody is using too many products and too many active ingredients? Can that actually backfire on you or, you know, what happens to your skin and and under those circumstances? Okay. So Kelly, yes, you can use too many actives on your skin. And when that happens, what it does is it removes the barrier that protects your skin. And therefore it can become very red, irritated, cracky feeling sometimes. And then we go back and we start sometimes slapping on stuff that's not good for us. Like, overdue moisturizers which sends a message to our skin then not to produce it because we're giving it to it we want healthy skin but we don't want to overdo it there's a fine line between making yourself red and peely all the time 
and having a nice pink glow. And that's really what we're after. And sure, we'd like to see a little flaking of that skin. That means we're turning over dead skin cells, but we don't need to be peeling all the time. It does not need to look like your skin is raw. Like if you got it a professional- It doesn't even look like you just had a chemical peel. That's instance. what I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, if you get a yeah. chemical peel, it actually you know, does look really red for a few days. And I know if I have sensitive skin, so if this is all of this is especially true for sensitive skin, there's definitely a point of diminishing returns. So what are some of the ways you've seen people actually overuse skincare products? Well, maybe for their skin, they've used too strong of a tretinoin, a retin-A product, or possibly a retinol, even though that is the more gentle approach so that you're not so irritated. Or maybe they're using too many acids on their skin and it's keeping that skin too exfoliated to the point that it can't even create its own barrier again. And then what happens when you do that, it allows more stuff from the environment to get in, which can also cause more irritation. Right. And clogged pores, right? Because if you don't have that barrier that actually protects your skin, then more dirt and environmental free, well, free radicals are going to get into your pores. That's possible, but really what the clogged pores comes from is a lot of the stuff that we put on our skin that is not non-comedogenic, and that means that it is pore clogging. So that's what you have to really take care of as well, is what we're putting on our skin, being clean skincare, which I think we've had a whole episode on that as well. Yes, yeah, so we really need to give our skin time to repair and rejuvenate during the, the skincare process. Absolutely, Kelly. It's just like when you're going to the gym. Sometimes your body needs a day off to rest and rejuvenate so you can get the maximum benefit. You know, like when you get those sore muscles, you need to stop, but you don't stop going to the gym. And so many people, if they get a skin irritation, they just stop and they don't. They need to just lay off a day and hydrate and then go back to doing their skin routine. Right. Yeah. I sometimes take a day off, for, especially from retinol at night, because if I start to get too flaky, I'll just be like, I'm going to take a day off, skip it, moisturize, go back to it tomorrow. So can you give us a few tips to make sure that we don't overdo it with medical grade skincare products and even over the counter products? Sure. Remember that companies make a lot of money by convincing consumers you need a ton of products to get results. This is simply not true. You can achieve great results with four products in the morning and four products at night. I just want to say, Kelly, that for instance, you may do four in the morning and four at night, but that don't mean you have eight products because let's say your cleanser, that's going to be the same one in the morning and the same one at night. So only try one new product at a time. The biggest risk with adding several new products all at once is developing irritation, which can evolve into residual post-inflammatory erythema and hyperpigmentation. This outcome can take months to resolve, leaving you with a bigger problem than you had in the first place. Plus, if you've added so many, you don't know exactly which one might be causing the problem. So then you have to kill everything and you have to start everything all over again. As if you just add one thing at a time and it happens, you'll know it's that particular product. Right. Focus your skin, your skincare on the actual skincare problem you have and not what you see everybody else doing. Listen, what your friend uses for their skin it may not be what you need for your skin. And so many of us, oh, my friend's skin looks great. I'm going to get what she got. But your skin is not her skin. Like your fingerprints aren't her fingerprints. We all react differently. Yeah, that's great advice. And I think this goes back to unrealistic beauty standards. We see all these ads and we see influencers on social media and YouTubers trying all these new products and many of which are just passing fads and we get FOMO, fear of missing out. You're like, oh, I need that because so-and-so has it. So <laughs> I love it, FOMO. 
Uh, that's right, Kelly. There is no such thing as perfect skin. Healthy skin is as close as we can get. And healthy skin has pores and spots and scars. And here's the advice I'd like to offer to keep you from falling into the trap of jumping on a bandwagon. And not only that, wasting your money. So remember this routine, cleanse, treat, moisturize, protect. Four simple steps like what we talked about. Don't skip on your cleanser. It's imperative that your skin, that you clean your face every night to get rid of makeup and the environmental impacts that come with just living in the world. It sets the palate for everything to get into your skin better. Cleansing every single night is the single most important advice I can give you besides having retinol and sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) Any accidents in the morning and retinol at night. And don't forget your sunscreen. Cleansing and protecting your skin from the sun are game changers. Well, I have a question. I noticed that a lot of the BB creams and CC creams and foundations have sunscreen built into them. Is it necessary to layer additional sunscreen if your foundation or your tinted moisturizer already has it? Yes, because most of the time it'll only have an SPF 15 and you'll need at least an SPF 30 or higher. Okay. All right. So here's another thing I wanted to ask you since we're on this topic of skinimalism and minimalism. Are those mini beauty fridges for your bathroom really necessary? Do products they need to be refrigerated? Money. It's <laughs> a waste of money. of money. It's another thing that marketing hype is killing, selling you. OMG. No, it's a waste of money. Your skincare does not need to be refrigerated. And if it does, you probably should have concerns about it. Right. I read that it's actually more important to just make sure your products are at a constant temperature, like a room temperature, and just don't get them hot. So you don't want to get your retinol like overly heated, like if you sat it in a sunny window or something, right? Yeah, you don't want to leave them in a car, you know, or anything like that overnight or, you know, in extreme temperatures like heat or freezing. You know, you want to keep them at a nice room temperature. If you keep them in extreme conditions, yes, it can cause the product to separate. It can cause it to go bad, get almost rancid, maybe change colors. There's a lot of things that can happen from that. Well, thanks for saving me some money because I've been thinking about buying one of those mini fridges. They're so darn cute. (laughs) Yes, they are. There's so many things that's so cute and that's why we buy them, Kelly, even though we don't need them. (laughs) That's true. I do not need a mini fridge. So, Angelia, you rarely wear makeup. And as someone who feels like... I never wear makeup. You never wear makeup. (laughs) Maybe I've seen you with lipstick on occasionally. Yeah, yeah. But I mean foundation. But I do wear lipstick and I'll put on my eyeshadow Right. Well, I've always just been amazed by that because I'm one of those people that I feel like I can't even go to the grocery store without full makeup on. So it impresses the heck out of me that you don't wear makeup. Well, thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. (laughs) But I want to tell you at one time, my skin had lots of hyperpigmentation on it and lots of large pores. So it's all about good skincare. Right, right. Well, one of the trends I was reading about when researching for this episode is the trend that you mentioned earlier. It's minimalism and makeup. And so what we're seeing now, it's all about enhancing and complementing the skin you have instead of trying to cover it up. And some of the tips that I saw when I was doing research is, or, or some of the trends is showing you nat- your natural skin texture, like you said, healthy skin has pores. You may have some scars. You probably have some hyperpigmentation and it's not about covering that up. Remember Merle Norman makeup? Yes. It was like putting 
coat of wax on your face. True definition of war paint right there. <laughs> yeah, your skin couldn't even breathe. Could not even breathe. Talk about some clogged pores. I had them. So keeping your makeup routine simple. It's okay for your blemishes to shine through. It's no hiding freckles. They make you who you are. Celebrate your freckles. Keep putting your sunscreen on so you don't get more freckles. But freckles are actually kind of trending. And minimal makeup looks are in. No cakey makeup. Let your pores breathe. So I'm really glad that we're seeing this trend. I'm glad makeup is trending towards minimalism, too. One of the reasons we started this podcast was to empower other women. We don't need to cover up our natural beauty just because society or advertising has made us feel somewhat inferior. Kelly, I just want to say, too, I think as we were little girls, you know, it's like you can't wait to shave your legs and you can't wait to wear the makeup, right? Because it's something big girls do. And then we start doing it. And it's like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this, you know, but you don't. Somehow or another, you feel so much more confident in it. But I've seen so many friends that their skin is beautiful and they still go and put on the makeup. And it only has to be because they feel like it builds their confidence when honestly, they really didn't need it. Right, right. Well, my goal is to have my skin be so healthy that I don't need makeup, but something's got to go under my eyes because I still have the dark circles and that's a sleep issue. <laughs> but, um, you know, I agree with you, Angelia. And speaking of empowerment, I've been asking you to round out each podcast every week with some words of wisdom or to share an all natural health tip. So do you have anything up your sleeve to share with us today? So I was thinking about, you know, obviously things that I've done in the past and this worked for me. And when I was a little girl, I've told you all many times I grew up on a farm in Kentucky and I had gotten into poison oak and poison ivy and I, the doctors couldn't do anything, nothing to cure it. And finally, the little country doctor said to my parents, said, put her in a tub of warm water with just raw oats. Take her out. Don't wipe her off. Let those oats dry on her and see if that helps. And they said, I literally, my skin was almost turning black from it. And when they took me out and did that, that took care of it. Because he said, if it didn't work, they would have to put me in a hospital. So try that. If you have poison oak and poison ivy, get you a nice, almost like a poultice, you know, of raw oak, just Quaker oats or whatever, and get them wet and put them on there and let it dry. It's just about like what we talked about last week with the tea drawing out the poison. It's about getting all of that out of there. And these poultices are natural and they have to draw out things that are inflaming our skin. Right. So even if you're not have, even if you don't have a poison ivy or some sort of outbreak like that, an oatmeal bath is still good, right? It's detoxifying. It is good. So I yeah. love a good oatmeal bath with some lavender oil in it. Well, thank you, Angelia. I've really enjoyed this discussion today and um, particularly glad to know I don't need to buy a mini beauty fridge and <laughs> neither do our listeners, but um, to our listeners, don't forget to follow the Skincare Moxie podcast and social media by following the A Method on Facebook and the A Method on Instagram. You can also follow using the hashtag Skincare Moxie and Moxie is spelled M-O-X-I-E. And we have a big surprise for you on next week's episode. So definitely tune in next week. We have a special guest and we're not going to tell you who it is, but you're going to be really impressed and you don't want to miss it. 
if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast so it comes directly to your inbox each week and you never miss the link, visit theamethod.com and click the podcast icon at the top right of the screen. And Angelia has agreed to answer your skincare questions personally if you email her at Angelia at theamethod.com. And her name is spelled just like it sounds, A-N-G-E-L-I-A. So thank you for joining us. Special thanks to our sound engineer, Chris Hill of Knoxville-based HumblePod at HumblePod.com. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.